This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. As the transfer portal window continues, coaches battle the want to add players with needing to complete spring practice. Good morning. It is Monday, April 24th. This is the College Football Daily. I am Lance Glenn. In just a minute, you'll hear an interview from last Monday's Transfer Portal show on the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel with Oregon head coach Dan Lanning. He talked to Emily Proud, Carl Reed, and Chris Hummer about the transfer portal, balancing it with spring ball, how NIL plays a role, and much more. Really a great interview with the Ducks leader, and you can find the whole video of it over on the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. So without holding you any longer, here is Dan Lanning with Emily, Chris, and Carl. It's the head coach of the Oregon Ducks, Dan Lanning. Dan, how you doing today? Doing great. How are you guys? Well, we are spectacular. Oh, now that you're on this show, you might recognize a few people here on this desk. I, I want to get the first question in, though. I mean, we're, we're talking about this spring window, and you're in the midst of spring ball right now. I mean, the spring game doesn't even happen until the day before the window opens or closes, excuse me, on April 29th. So with the timing of all of this, how does that adjust how you manage this spring period? Yeah, you adapt. I mean, I think everything about college football right now is adapt and uh, overcome. And the uh, expected is no longer the expected. Just be ready to shift and change as the time goes. But we've got a lot of uh, work to do. The reality is the base of our roster is our roster right now. We'll certainly look to make additions if it fits. If people fit our culture and our scheme, we're going to try to make our, our team better uh, given the opportunity, but also feel really good about the guys that we have here right now. Dan, since the transfer portal has really taken off, a lot of high school coaches ask me, well, what about our kids? What advice would you give the high school coaches right now and high school players on how to handle recruiting with the transfer portal looming so large? Yeah, it's, it's certainly a, a piece of the puzzle. Right now, I would tell you, you know, some colleges are taking different philosophies. So some colleges are living in the transfer portal world, and that's really all they live in. Um, as a former high school coach, you know, I'm still a big believer in developing some of the talent on your roster and growing it from the ground up. I think you have to do that through the high school ranks. So I would just tell coaches to continue to push guys they feel strong about. And uh, if, if a team isn't looking at their players, that means somebody else probably is. And it's going to be somebody else's reward if they continue to recruit the high school level well. Coach, you got a really big portal success story last year. You're starting quarterback Bo Nix coming in and making an immediate impact. When you sell the program to prospects, how helpful is it to have that great example Example of somebody coming in and having that immediate success in year one. Yeah, I think if you really look at, at what we did in the portal last year, you look at a bunch of guys that came in and competed to make us a lot better. You know, we didn't have a, we didn't have misses really in the portal. The guys that we brought in were able to help us right away. Bo's obviously a great example of that. But all I can say is the best indicator of the future is the past. And transfer uh, portal guys that have come here have had a lot of success. You were 
a part then of two great programs with Mike Norvell at the University of Memphis and then as the D coordinator at Georgia. Then this was kind of before the portal era really took off. How different is it providing culture in your program now with so many guys in and out versus the transfer portal versus when you were able to recruit guys and grow them through the program? Yeah, great question, Carl. I think one of the biggest pieces is right now, college football is year to year. When you talk about culture, it has to be something you can create some sustained success. But, you know, the 2022 team's completely different than the 2023 team. And the reality is our 2024 team could be completely different as well. So you have to do a good job of hitting the reset button. You know, when the season's over with, really making sure everybody that's on your team understands uh, that you got to be there for the greater good. And I think it's uncommon to be a team player right now, but that's what we've done a good job of, of doing is bringing people in that want to be a part of our culture. Uh, and I think it's hard to change people. So don't expect uh, to change what, what someone already is. The reality is you have to find people that fit you. You've mentioned culture and fit and, and relationships. I mean, how often do you maybe see those relationships that you built while on the recruiting trail pay dividends when these guys hop in the portal and maybe remember you and remember that connection that you made with them back when they were a high school prospect? Yeah, before, you know, you never wanted to finish in second place. You know, now there's there's some benefit for maybe being second place down the road if somebody needs to change the scenery or something needs to change, um, you know, for, for them and their program. The reality is we still want to go recruit, uh, recruit great players. And I think relationships now maybe matter more than they ever have. If you're a person that creates great relationships, um, then you're going to be able to tap in uh, to, you know, have some benefit for your team down the road. Coach, you have a spring game coming up here in two weeks, but the transfer portal is wide open now. How do you kind of balance those two things happening in concert with spring ball happening on one hand and also having to deal with uh, potentially adding things to your roster? Yeah, every day is a new day. You have to be extremely organized. And like I said, the last three years of college football, I think has taught everybody to be on their feet, ready to adjust and adapt. And um, we felt like the preparation, the way we have our calendar set up, it was really important to focus on the people that are here uh, on our roster currently. And then we'll worry about the additions as you know, as the spring goes on. Dan, when you have a great player in your program, a guy that you're excited about, but he might be a backup, and he comes into your office and says, Coach, I want to play more. If I can't play more, I want to go to the transfer portal. What are some of the things you're saying to guys to re-recruit them and keep them on your roster? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is to be honest and understand you're not going to win every battle. Um, if you're really clear with your expectations, you're honest with your players about where they stand, sometimes they're going to leave when you're honest, and that's okay. But the reality is, if you can paint a picture for what your plan is for a player, you do a good job of having great communication. But sometimes they take a chance and say, hey, I want to stick this out and, and see it through. And, you know, the reality is we lean on a lot of examples of players that have played for me in the past that maybe didn't play till their junior year or senior year and then uh, ended up getting to have great success. You know, Trayvon Walker is a great example of a guy that was a backup until his last year at Georgia, and then he became the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. The reality is you want to have great experience on the field and you want to go perform on the field and you have to be in the best place to do that. I see a lot of coaches that, you know, join their programs, they're new to their programs, use the transfer portal as a way to kind of churn their roster and have that quick turnover. A Colorado, great example, 26 transfer coming in this year, uh, you know, as, as you're getting your feet wet and, and getting a little bit more comfortable with Oregon, I mean, how do you how do you foresee your usage of the portal being beyond that initial player turnover and, and that uh, that initial new coach bump, I guess you could say? 
Yeah, the reality is it's something we want to work in. We don't want to live in. And we always want to enhance our program. But again, I, I still would like to recruit really well at the high school level and develop within the, the high school level ranks as guys get into our program and make it a situation where they don't want to leave if they're a good fit. On the same note, you want to make sure you continue to enhance your program. If you have a player that you think can make you better, you know, that's my job as a coach to make sure we enhance our team. Dan, how much is NIL coming to the recruiting process in terms are guys making mistakes when they care more about how much NIL money they get as opposed to schematic fit, maybe culture fit, or even coaches that can develop them? Are they being short-sighted if they think about NFL, uh, NIL rather, versus what the NFL can do for you down the road? Yeah, I, I think the reality is players, much like coaches, you need to realize that that doesn't solve the problem. And um, if you want long-term goals, you better think long-term, right? You better not be number one on your priority list. Um, there's also a reality in college football right now that you have to have great support um, of your team, right? And if you have that, you have a chance to be successful. If you don't, you really don't. And uh, luckily here at Oregon, we're, we're able to uh, have both, have great culture and team, develop players. People are picking us for the right reasons, um, but also know that they're able to benefit off their name, image, likeness, which we love. You utilize that first transfer portal window back in December and January to bring in 10 new transfers. How do you foresee this spring window differing from that initial one earlier this season? Yeah, I think there'll be a little less of a reset. Um, you know, people kind of know where they're at, you know, in comparison to where they've been, you know, and, and a lot of these guys have already had a chance to possibly enter. The, the, I think the thing that, that fans maybe don't understand is there's also some transition that has to happen for you to be able to get your roster numbers in place. And it's probably one of the hardest things as a coach is to manage those roster numbers and know what it has to look like. If you want to gain players, it means you're also going to have to lose some players in the process. And that kind of naturally takes care of itself. Um, but again, we're always going to look to enhance our program if we can uh, and add pieces to the puzzle that make us better. Coach, last thing before we get out of here, we've just heard in the last couple of days that the NCAA is going to move the unlimited official visits from the five. How does that change the way that you handle official visits? How does that change recruiting when guys can now go on unlimited officials versus being capped at the maximum of five? Yeah, I don't know how um, you know crazy I am about it, to be honest. I feel like five choices is a lot of choices. If a guy goes on five official visits, I'd like to think they'd have the opportunity to decide between those five and have some success. I think it's really hard as a coaching staff to increase the amount of official visits you do when you don't have a higher allotment of official visits. So the school right now doesn't have more visits to use, but the player has more visits they can use. So what that really means is there's going to be a, some, some players that lower tiers that don't get to go on an official visit because players that have the choice to go anywhere in the nation might go on eight, nine, ten official visits. Um, so I don't know uh, the thought process really necessarily behind that, what, what the thought was. Uh, ultimately, you have to recruit your tail off and for you to bat even 20%, right, on official visits is really a low mark. We want to be closer to 50%. If you come on an official visit to us, we want to be able to sign 50% of the guys that come. A big thanks to Oregon head coach Dan Lanning for going on last Monday's Transfer Portal show and for talking to Emily, Carl, and Chris about navigating the Transfer Portal. Remember to give us a five-star rating and a review wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, head on over to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel and click that subscribe button. Thanks for listening to the College Football Daily and enjoy your Monday.